Welcome to another episode of the Paradigm 132 Podcast. I'm your humble and gracious host, Rashad Horn, author, entrepreneur, truck driver, and forward thinker. On today's episode, I have a very special guest, Mr. Nicholas Battle. How you doing this afternoon, Mr. Battle? Hey, man. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. It's good to hear. It's good to hear. I just want to start by, could you just give my, my listeners just a little bit about your background? Shreveport, Louisiana. Um, I spent the first 12 years of my life there, man. Uh, you know, single parent household. You know, um, mama, you know, Jackson Mary, my stepdad, uh, he was in the army. And so um, I ended up moving down to Fort Hood, Texas when I was 12 years old. And then, um, you know, from Fort Hood, Texas, I ended up going to uh, Texas at a, at, a, at, a, at a Austin for college. You know, I went there, majored in the engineering, and then uh, went into the military afterwards. And, uh, you know, I've been living life since then. Okay, okay. So, what what initially drew you to the military? Because, like you said, you you went to the to UT for engineering. So, what about the military? You know, just kind of made you just want to pursue that. Yeah. So, you know, um, I came from very humble, you know, starts, man. So. You know, growing up in Shreveport, you know, I didn't grow up in the best of conditions, but I always knew that, you know, I wanted to go to college, you know, so my mom was very smart. She was you know, actually in second in her class, you know, but uh, she ended up getting pregnant in her senior year of high school, you know, with me, you know, so she had to turn down, you know, pretty much every scholarship offer that she had, you know, because she had to, you know, basically buckle down, you know, and, uh, and uh, actually raise me. So, you know, I made a promise to myself that, um, you know, if I could go to college, I can get it paid for for free, then, um, you know, um, you know, um, I would do that just to help my mom out, you know, so, uh, I was in high school one day, um, yeah, Air Force guy came to talk to us, and, uh, he told us that, you know, if you want to go to college, you know, the Air Force can pay for the college, and the only thing that you owe them back is just, it's just four years, you know, so I talked it over with my mom, and, you know, I, I told her that, you know, um, basically, I didn't want her to, uh, you know, to have to worry about me when he came to school, and uh, she agreed, and, you know, I ended up going over to uh, Texas at Austin, and, um, uh, you know, got a full ride there for the military, uh, graduated with a uh, engineering degree, and, you know, 14 years later, you know, I've been in, in the Air Force, so it's a, you know, at first, it was supposed to be just for four years, but it's been 10 years since then, so, you know, it, it's been a pretty good life. Okay, that's that's fantastic to hear. So I mean, what 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 just what just keeps you you know wanting to be in the Air Force? Like you said, all they required was a four year commitment. So you know, what has kept you kept you there for this you know for this length of time? Well, you know, honestly, it's gonna sound kind of cheesy when I say this, you know, but uh, you know, just serving your country, man, is something like once you're in, uh, it's a it's it's easier to explain, but it's hard to explain if you haven't served. You know, it's like, for instance, I've been overseas. You know, I've been to Afghanistan. I've been to Iraq. I've been to Qatar. You know, so I've been to, you know, a few places out there. And, uh, you know, when things happen over there that aren't so great, you know, things, you know, once you, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, buckle down and actually do your job, it just, it means so much because you're keeping, you know, like folks here, on the home side, safe, you know, so, um, it, it's been a 
great career so far. It's just been something that uh, has been very, very, very um, knowledgeable, um, something that, you know, I can hang my hat on and something that, you know, I can actually be proud of. Okay, okay. You know, I know, like you said, about the recruiters coming by because the recruiters came by while I was in school and, and things like that. And so I know a lot of times around, at least where I'm from, you know, a lot of guys get into, you know, the National Guard and, you know, Army, Air Force, yes. you know, just all branches. And, you know, sometimes the, at least from my vantage point, sometimes the true advantages of the military um, you know, people don't really talk about those. You know, they kind of talk about, you know, hey, you get the signing bonus. You know, they pay for your college and stuff like that. And so, you know, obviously those are things that um, capture your attention. But what are some of the other advantages that come along with being in the, uh, in the armed services? All right, so one advantage, you know, first off, just doing four years in the military gives you a lifetime of benefits, right? So, you know, for instance, if I only did four years, um, I would still be eligible to have, like, my GI Bill, which basically pays for my education um, outside of education that I already got in the military. You know, so, you know, I went into the military with a master's degree. Um, I got a master's, you know, paid for for free as soon as I got into the military. So, you know, by year two, I already had my master's done. And then if, if like, I would have, you know, made that choice to get out of the military after four years, I would still have my GI Bill, you know, which basically gives me uh, four years of free college plus a stipend for living, you know. So that's one advantage, right? And, and like, the great thing about that is if, like, I told myself if I was done with school, you know, like, once I got married and had children and stuff, I could transfer my GI Bill to my wife or to my to my son. You know, so that's a positive thing there. Also, uh, also called VA, which lets you buy your first house, right? Zero with zero money down. You know, so you can um, actually be a homeowner and not have to put that twenty percent down that normal folks have to put down if they use just a regular conventional loan. You know, or um, even if you use like a like a, 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 a FAA loan, you know, you got to put down like that three to five percent. You know, so with the military VA loan, it's zero money down. Hello, you there? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, man. So, um. So you're in the you're in the Air Force. Um, I don't necessarily know the ranks. I have a my wife. She has a cousin, and she just retired uh, as a master sergeant, I believe. And so, could you just kind of just give just okay. just a just a small rundown of just how the the ranking goes in the uh, you know just in the Air Force? Um, um, uh, east side of the house, which is your troop. So on the um, east side of the house, you have E one E nine. So E nine is Master Sergeant, like a senior Master Sergeant, and like E seven is a Master Sergeant, right? So uh, you know, and then it uh, uh, it goes down from there, and then on the the other side of the house, which is the uh, officer side of the house, you know, those are like the general officers are like the top of the food chain, and you come down to a colonel, then to a uh, light colonel, then major captain, and then to your uh, your actual second and first lieutenants, right? Uh, so I'm an officer, I'm a major, um, you know. So the difference between officer and enlisted is when you come into the military, 
to be an officer, you have to have a four-year Okay, okay. So it seems uh, as, you know, education is a, is a big part of uh, the Air Force. So um, I know you... You know, you touched on, you know, having, a, you know, your humble beginnings and you wanted to go to college. So how important is education to you? Uh, education is extremely important. Um, you know, I, you know um, I feel as though, you know, it's three to four generations ago, right? You know, as a black man, you know, we had our ancestors were not allowed to read and write, you know, so I feel it's, it, it's extremely important to get as much education as possible because, you know, if I didn't do that, you know, uh, I would feel like I would be doing them a disservice, you know? Uh, so, you know, my thing was always, you know, go get a degree, uh, try to get a master's also, you know, and I was you know, blessed to get, you know, not just one master's, you know, but two master's and, um, you know, just uh, get as much, as much education as possible because, uh, you can actually never learn too much. There's always something else that, you know, you can learn in life. Okay, okay. I wholeheartedly agree with that. You you can never learn, you know, too much and I feel that that's something that, you know, we need to convey to the younger generation, just like you said, you know, doing their ancestors a disservice. So, you know, that's a really, really interesting um, aspect to look at because I know a lot of times we get caught up in people saying that, you know, our ancestors died for the right to vote, but they also died for the right to, you know, to learn and to read as well. So, very powerful, very powerful statement. So, um, you know, how important um, are having mentors, how important do you feel having the right mentors are to a person? Oh, mentors are extremely important, you know, so I have a couple mentors that, you know, I talk to on the regular that are in the Air Force and some that aren't in the Air Force, but, you know, it's just mentors are, are people that you can bounce any ideas that you have, you know, you know, you know, like pretty much just bounce them off of them because nine times out of ten, you know, if there's a mentor that's in your career field or has lived the kind of life that you've lived, you know, they've been through those certain circumstances that, you're trying to get through or trying to actually overcome, right? So you can talk to them, get some advice from them, and not make the same mistakes that they make, you know? So, um, you know, I have a quote in my book uh, that basically says, you know, um, uh, don't only share your successes, share your failures as well, you know? So share anything that you failed at. Share it with people that you trust and people that you want to see them better because you don't want them to repeat the same history that you made in regards to not being successful at, at you know at that juncture in your life you know and, and mentors are 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 great you know sounding boards for that okay that's that's another um important aspect like you said a lot of people rather share the the accomplishments but they don't want to share the failures and I guess that may be the ego in them, you know, that wants to just show the accomplishments without showing the failures, you know, showing the multiple things that have, you know, fallen to the wayside. So, um, so that's a, that's a, that's a good segue. So your book, um, you have a book coming out. When is it coming out? October, correct? Yeah, 
Yes, sir. October first. Okay, October first. Okay, so could you just you know just give us a little background about you know what prompted you to write the book, uh, just some of the things that you talk about in the book. Yeah, definitely. So what prompted me to write the book was, you know, um, I had uh, a cousin who ended up getting murdered in uh, 2016. I had a, uh, a great friend of mine, too, who got murdered in the same year. And both of them had children, you know. So um, both of their kids were very young, you know. So uh, like a different events and things of that nature, right? You know, you know that you're going to have to see their kids and you just don't want to tell them that, hey, your pops, your dad, he was a good man. He was this, that, you know, like, you know, he was this guy, he was that guy, he was a good guy, you know, because they don't actually know who their father is because they were so young when, when their dad passed away, you know. So I never, ever wanted somebody else telling my story to my kid, you know. So that was the main reason why I wrote my book, all right. Um, but, uh, you know, so the book's name is, can you love me? A memoir and a tribute, right? So, um, um, a memoir, you know, since it's about me, right? And a tribute is because it's an actual tribute to my mother because, you know, like, she was a single parent. She raised me pretty much by herself. Uh, she had a lot of struggling to do. Um, she hustled her butt off to make sure that I had everything that I needed. And, uh, you know, she, you know, uh, you know like, basically, she just made sure that I had the best in life of what she could. Okay, okay, yeah, that's that's a that's a very good, you know, thing because, like you said, coming from the single parent household, it's it's easy for people to, you know, look at their situation and say, well, hey, you know, this is this is the life that has been laid out in front of me, so I'm just gonna stay the course. I'm not gonna look to, you know, diverting, try to go do something else. So it's just, it's really um, powerful that, you know, that you could, at an early age, identify those particular, you know, somewhat shortcomings and make the most out of it and, you know, just put a book out about it because, you know, that's another powerful thing. Like you said, you don't want someone else telling your story, especially, you know, if you have so much at, you know, at the age that you are that you can, that you can pour back into people. So, um, you know, so currently, you know, currently I know prior to getting on, you told me that you had some things to do in D.C. as pertains to the Pentagon. So exactly if you can, um, what, you know, what exactly do you do as a, as a far as your, your career? Yeah, so I am a PAM, which is a program element monitor, you know, so... Um, basically, my job is to uh, brief uh, staff members of, like, you know, congressmen, and, um, you know, I brief them on different budgets of different programs in the Air Force. You know, so I pretty much take my budget for my programs, and I defend them to these guys in Congress, and, you know, um, you know sometimes they want to take money from a program, you know, you know so you have to, you know, uh, 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 you know, actually brief these guys and tell them why it's did take take money from the program, you know, or why it's bad, you know, how this can hamper, you know, the uh, you know, the actual national, you know, defense. And uh, you know, so it's, it's basically being just like an honest broker for your program to Congress. Okay, okay. That's a very 
Interesting thing. So a job of that particular magnitude, that's something that's just um, that people in the Air Force are able to get, or does that go across all branches? So, yeah, this goes across um, pretty much all branches, but, you know, to have these jobs in the Pentagon, you know, you have to be hand-selected for these jobs. You know, so, um, you know, your track record prior to having this job has to be pretty good, you know, so they, uh, you know, they look at your records to see, like, the exact kind of work that you've done previously, and then, you know, if you've done well and actually succeeded at those jobs, then, you know, they will by name, you know, you to the Pentagon and, uh, you know, pretty much ask you, to do these special jobs. So these jobs are very special, very specialized, and you know, they're actually great jobs to have. Okay, that's that's fantastic. So you so currently you live in you currently you live in DC, the DC area? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So uh, just to kind of switch gears a little bit, so what, you know, like, what are some of your hobbies? What are some of the things that you, you know, you enjoy to do, whether it's, you know, by yourself or, you know, with friends and family? Just what are some of the things that you, you know, you like to do just to to wind down from, you know, the, I'm sure, because like I say, the job that you have, I'm sure it's, it can get pretty uh, tense and, you know, anxiety oh, yeah. and things can, can sneak up. So what do you kind of do to wind down? Yeah, yeah, so the wind down, you know, I do like a few things actually. So I do data and stats analytics for a, uh, a sports agency, you know, so I do that during the, uh, you know, like the football season. Um, and pretty much I take my metrics and my stats and I send them to an agency and they use those stats and metrics to pick clients on who they're going to pursue, you know, for like the, the NFL draft. Um, I'm also, you know, a, a actual, you know, pretty much. I do music also, you know, so I produce music, you know, for artists. So um, I got a bunch of guys who I work with from California down to Baton Rouge and New Orleans. Um, some of them in Michigan also. So, you know, that's like another side gig that I do. And then, I, you know, I write, you know. So, of course, you know, I have the book that I have out now. I'm, you know, actually typing my uh, second book. It's, it's actually finished. It's just a matter of me. You know, getting all the stuff done for the album as far as book cover and you know, and just editing that book and things like that too. But you know, but uh, yes, yeah, so I write, I do music, and uh, you know, I do sports analytics. Okay, okay. So when you hear the word analytics, the first thing that pops off in my head is uh, is math. And you're an engineering major, well, major in engineering, and successfully acquired your degree. So, yeah. especially in our community, we, we, we look at math and we look at science as something that's just, um, you know, we try to shy away from when we really should be, you know, embracing it. So, uh, as a person that's an engineer major and, like I said, got the degree to um, for them engineering, what what would you tell someone that says, hey, you know, I don't want, I know engineering is a good, you know, field to get in, but I just can't. I just can't really wrap my mind around all of this math that's that's involved in this. Like, what what do you tell someone to to just open them up and say, hey, you know, yeah, it's hard, but there are ways that you can do this without just having to say, hey, I'm just solely dependent on myself. Yeah, so you know, I tell people all the time that math is the math is the world's universal language, right? You know, so everybody knows numbers, everybody knows math. You know, yeah, uh, I might not know how to speak Chinese. I might not know how to speak, uh, you know, uh, Latin or 
or, or speak Spanish, but everybody who can speak Chinese or Latin or Spanish knows what numbers are, right? So it is your it is the world's official universal language. You know, so numbers are everywhere. They're never going to go out of style. You're going to have them until the day you die, right? Um, when it comes to uh, actual degrees that are technical, you know, I always tell people all the time that I think that's the best degree that you can get, you know, if you can't acquire it because, um, you know, let's say, for instance, I'm an engineer, right? And I love engineering, but let's say, for instance, in like two or three years, you know, after I retire from the military, let's say, you know, uh, I tell myself that I don't want to do anything engineering anymore, right? Uh, I want to go be a professor, you know, or I want to be a teacher somewhere, or I want to work, I don't know, sales or, you know, you know, I want to work for myself. I can do that easily because the background um, allows me to go down and, well, I shouldn't say down, but it, it, it allows me to cross over over different platforms to work in different areas. You know, so like, for instance, I could be a teacher, you know, um, I could be an engineer, but still be a teacher, but I can't be a teacher and then just jump to go be an engineer because I don't have a qualification for it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, numbers are never going anywhere. Technical stuff is never going anywhere. Um, you know, but to be honest with you, the field that's booming right now is cyber. cyber. Anything cyber analytics, it is booming right now because you got your, your cell phones, everything, your car, uh, internet, computer, you know, uh, everything is based off cyber now. That, that stuff's never going anywhere, right? So, you know, just look at the past, you know, um, elections where you know, cybersecurity played a big part in it, right? So, you know, with the hacking into the, you know, the emails and things of that nature, right? So, you know, cyber is everywhere. Uh, it's, it's, it's never going anywhere, just like massive numbers are, you know? Okay. That's, that's, a, that's, hey, you, 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 you sold me. <laughs> hey. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, that, I mean that's 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 really a good way to break it down because, like you said, you can't go from being a teacher to an engineer, but you can go from being an engineer to being a teacher based on uh, the education that you have. Um, just to switch gears again, um, what what motivates you? I mean, what 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 motivates you when you wake up in the morning to just to go and say, hey, let me attack the day. Um, this day is gonna be great. Um, I need to accomplish this, this, and this today. So what, what drives you to just want to wake up each and every day and, like you say, go and help serve the country? Yeah, you know, so what drives me, man, is my family. You know, it's my wife and my child. You know, those two motivate me every day. You know, once you have your, your first kid, you know, everything that you do in life is going to be for the child, right? So, uh, you know, he motivates me every day. Every minute of every day, every man is, you know, I'm an 80s man, you know, so she basically, you know, um, you know, the life experiences that I've had in life, I can relate them to hip hop songs, some songs, you know, I can listen to now and like I can still get kind of, you know, touched by them, you know, so like, you know, I actually have that in my book also, right? So in my book, um, you know, I have chapters, right? But my chapters are actually tracks, you know, it's like track one, track two, track three, all the way down to track seven. And, and you know, and those are my chapters. And then I have 25 other sub chapters underneath them, right? So, you know, I have 32 songs that are like the soundtrack to my life that are reflected in my book. 
right? So, you know, the different songs, the different song titles all mean something to me personally. And so that's why I have them, you know, labeled as chapters and sub chapters in my book, right? So, you know, with, with me being a 1980s baby, you know, I'm going to be that 75 year old man that's still listening to like Tupac, right? You know, that's just going to be me. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you know, I be jamming pocket knives and niggas the day I die, you know? So, you know, um, that keeps me motivated also. That that keeps me moving. That keeps me making music. And that keeps me, you know, just just doing like the normal day-to-day things that I do in life also, you know? Okay. So I know I know another thing that at least I know me personally I can't speak for anyone else but you know kind of in school just listening to your experiences and things like that and just the the wealth of knowledge that you have it was almost like it was corny so to speak to be or it was almost impossible for people to fathom that a person could excel academically while also being able to relate to, like you say, the sports and the music and things like that. So just, you know, if you could give some advice to someone that may be struggling with that to say, hey, I don't want to be the smart kid because, you know, my friends may say, oh, well, you're too smart. We can't hang out with you. Because I know I read something like that in a Ben Carson book that I read, and that's something that he said that he that he struggled with. But obviously it seems that you're navigating that that that, that path a little bit better than he has. But just what would be some advice to that that kid or even that adult that feels like, hey, I can't be an intellectual and also be a person that is listening to hip hop, watching sports and all of that stuff, you know, because some people it's kind of almost like to me, it's like people that say, well, I don't want to go to church or, or do something like this or I don't want to get in the military or you know, be in a, a certain type of relationship because I have to give up other things that I love. So how exactly do you do you work that balance? Man, you got to be true to yourself, you know. So, you know, uh, I grew up in Shreveport, like I said, you know, and I didn't grow up in the best neighborhoods. So, you know, there's things that I saw growing up that, you know, uh, a seven or an eight-year-old kid should have probably never seen, but it's what made me me. Right. So, you know, that made me who I am. Uh, so, you know, I've, you know, I've seen, you know, like uh, homicides and I've seen drug deals and I've seen all this stuff growing up. But I was also smart, you know, like and staying in the books also because I knew that, you know, my mom pressed me hard when it came to education. You know, so, um, you know, just be true to yourself. When people know that, you know, you're not trying to fake, uh, be something that you're not. You know, it's going to be genuine love regardless of if you are the schoolboy or if you are the boy in the corner, you know? And sometimes you can be both. Who knows? You know, it just it just is what it is, right? But it's just being true to yourself. People who are going to like it, great. People who are not are going to like it, let them be. You know, so you just got to be you. You got to be true to yourself. Um, don't let... Uh, don't let anybody's uh, impressions of you influence how you're going to move around when it comes to making moves in this world, right? So, you know, my grandfather used to give me a quote all the time. Um, don't buy things that you don't need to impress people that you don't like, right? And so that's, a, you know, if you are the corny schoolboy who doesn't listen to hip-hop, but now 
you're trying to get on, right? You know, like you want people to know who you are and like you for, you know, for for you. Don't don't try to conform to them. Be you, you know. Because you can only be you. There's only one you. So do you do what you're supposed to do to succeed? You know, like like to actually succeed and to excel. And if they like you, great. If they don't, just find some new friends. Great answer, great answer. Um, you know, in closing, because I know you're a busy man, um, how can people uh, find you, get in touch with you, and how can people um, pre-order your book? Gotcha. So all my information, if you go to my website, it's www.ninoscorner.com, N-I-N-O-S-C-O-R-N-E-R.com. So ninoscorner.com. You know, so you can get all my information there. Um, has my bio on there. Uh, has all the music that I've actually recorded on there and different albums that I have out. Has the soundtrack to my life, which is basically the chapters and sub-chapters um, from my book. And I have it as a uh, as a uh, iTunes playlist that you can download yourself. Um, has the pre-order book uh, page on there so that you can get your your um uh, a signed copy of the book for me. Uh, it'll also be on Amazon and Kobo and Barnes and Nobles and every other platform visually and, um, you know, um, actual print copy also. You know, if you want me to come talk to your kids or talk to some of your students or come talk at an event, all this going to be in there also. So, you know, everything is a one-stop shop on my webpage and it's all there. So just hit me up. Okay, just 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 one more question. Did you did you design your own site or did you um, pay to get it designed or something of that nature? I actually did my own site. So when I was, uh, you know, like um, just a little background on this, um, I used to uh, I used to manage an artist in two thousand nine who I actually ended up starting a uh, label with uh, two thousand nine and, and two thousand ten. So we were kind of grassroots out of the mud kind of thing with, you know, like with the music. And, um, you know, we were doing our own Twitter feeds and, uh, uh, you know, like, and so we didn't have a lot of money back then, you know, so I ended up doing websites for him, doing websites for myself. And, you know, they were all, all right, but I kept doing it and doing it and doing it and I would find the process to get better and better. And, you know, everything happens for a reason, right? So I feel like 2008, 2009, when all that was happening, it was preparing me for this moment now, right? So it's where I'm able to do a website and little to the I'm going to do it by myself, you know, so I can cut out the overhead and not have to pay somebody to do my own stuff for me. I, you know, I can do it, you know, you know, just basically for myself and by myself, you know. So sometimes it takes a little bit more time, but, you know, I'm able to do things for myself and I can depend on other students for me. Okay, okay. I know Sugar Ray uh, told me to inquire uh, with you about my my site, and I'm just as okay. lost as I can be. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna message you on that, and and we we can uh, we can talk about um, how to get that, and you know just lay everything out. Um, so again again, I'm I'm happy that you took out a little time to to speak with me. Um, your book is out October first. Um, very very strong story. So, 
Um, I'm going to go out and I'm going to pre-order the book uh, right now after we get off the call because, uh, like you say, you never you never really know a person until you actually sit down and talk with them. So I'm glad that you, again, were able to um, push a little time to the side and, and speak to me and, and my audience. And hopefully we can do this again in the future, my brother. Oh, man, most definitely, most definitely. Anytime you need me, I'm here, bro. Okay. So, uh, I mean, um, in closing, I mean, is there is there anything else that, you, that you're doing this year aside from the book that, you know, is coming out that people can find out about? Yeah, so actually I am starting a podcast with two of my friends, you know, so it's Dion Ross and Dr. Harrison Jones before. And so we got our own podcast out. It's called Fast Track success conversations um the website for that is fasttrackcombo.com uh, so you know, f-a-s-t-t-r-a-c-k-c-o-n-b-o.com so basically what we're doing on a weekly basis we're going to be discussing topics whether it's you know education uh whether it is uh politics whether it is you know how to how to, you know, like actually get rid of some of the roadblocks in life so that you can become successful, you know, so we're going to share some of the things that we've done to be successful and some of the things that worked for us and some of the things that didn't work for us also. So, you know, so we're going to take different key aspects from our books, different key aspects from our lives and, uh, you know, and share them with the readers. And if the, you know, if the listeners want to, want to, you know, have questions to be answered, from us you can also email us on that also that's going to be fasttrackconvo at gmail.com you send in your questions and we will answer those for you also so yeah i got that going on and uh writing my second book and i'm going to start my third book here soon also so you know just stay tuned man stay tuned okay okay well mr nicholas battle um, it was a pleasure and an honor, and like I said, we have to do this again, so I appreciate you taking your time out to speak with me. Yes, sir, man. Appreciate it, Rashad. All right. Be blessed, my brother. All right, bro. All right. That was another episode of the Paradigm 132 podcast with Mr. Nicholas Battle. Hit the like button, subscribe, and we'll be back with you again next week. Peace.